Welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. CEO podcast. I'm Darren. And I'm Kim. And we are going to be talking everything family business. And marriage. And marriage. And family. And family. And any other adventure. Ooh, do we really have to share all this? Yeah, we do. You got to hear it all. It's crazy. So buckle up. And hold on. And enjoy the following episode of Mr. and Mrs. CEO. You get me today. It's a solo episode with yours truly, Kimberly. Just as a precursor, if you hear some weird noises in the background, that's my dog snoring. <laughs> For those of you that record at home with your animals, you know that sometimes their noises do make it onto some podcasts. So that is that. Today, oh, I'm going to get a little spicy. I'm talking about this particular phrase. It's business, not personal. And I want to talk about it in the context of family business. However, I do want to preface this with saying that this statement actually is something every business owner or every leader that's had to make tough decisions or have conversations. I've heard this phrase a million times in a million different ways. I'm sure you have too. And I want to pick this phrase apart a bit. I want to dive a little deeper into what this actually means and what is actually going on. And especially for you as a family business leaders, stakeholders, decision makers, up and coming family business leaders, this phrase is really powerful. So first I want to talk a little bit about when we use it as a leader so first, how we use this phrase and what it's delivering. And then I'm going to talk about it from the receiver, the impact of this statement. And so because really the bottom line is as a leader, a stakeholder, an up and coming leader, how you go about managing relationships is going to be the key to the success of your business. And let me just preface that by saying I'm not talking about equating success with profitability. Everybody can make money. Let's face it, even bad guys make money. They earn money in crime. You can earn money and be an asshole. There's not always this special condition for you to make money. So every business can be profitable without having quality relationships. However, what it does lead to is this dissatisfied feeling that you might have. And when we are spending days, weeks, months, years, and generations in a business, let's say a family business, the overall feeling that you're receiving about the work that you're doing and who you're becoming throughout that process becomes really significant. So success is not just measured by dollars and cents, right? Success is measured by how we feel we are evolving or experiencing the experiences that we're having. Are they pleasant? Are we liking them? Are we, is it producing the outcome that we want in our lives? The variety of things. So to me, as a leader, the pressure, it's not the pressure, sorry, I shouldn't say that. The onus of responsibility for the, your business success is on you, which means I always hold leaders in a much higher regard, if there's struggles or problems going on within your organization, especially as a family business, the last place to look is at the employees or the other team members. The first place is to look is yourself. The problem is it can be very tricky looking at reflecting on your own actions 
because you're acting in a way that feels aligned with you. And remembering that as a leader, our leadership is only as great as those that perceive our leadership. Does that make sense? You are perceived as a leader the way the people perceive you. Your own personal perception of how you are as a leader may be very different. Okay, so let's dive in before I get carried away on that. It's business, not personal. As a leader in a family business or a decision maker, a supervisor, an overseer, team lead, whatever label you have right now in your business, if you are the one using this statement before a conversation or you're about to make, you have to make a decision, let's say it's a performance matter, let's say it's a review, let's say you no longer like what's happening, and you have to kind of step in and make a decision for the business. Now, so there's a couple, there's a number of things at play, especially in a family business. They're so, family businesses are so complex that there's multiple levels. And that's why I think being a leader in a family business is just way more challenging because there's so many other aspects that you can't control. You can't control everything. I'm talking about the things that you can control. And so what ends up happening is the statement when you have to have an an awkward conversation with a family member in your business, and you can, if you're not in a family business and you're just a traditional business owner, you can use the same scenario because I think it applies everywhere. And so when I, when as a leader, if I use that statement, this is strictly business, it's not personal. And what to start the conversation or in the midst of the conversation, what that says is you have compartmentalized, you have told yourself and created this mantra to protect yourself from or to absolve yourself, depends how you want to word that, from having ownership or responsibility for the impact of the decision or even for making the decision. You're simply what you're doing as a leader by saying this is business, not personal. You are shifting all of that decision-making responsibility and accountability onto quote unquote, the business. Now, businesses in my eyes are their own entity. They have their own energy. They have their own needs. They have their own resources, all of that kind of things. The things that we do in our business, the transactions that create income in our business, that's the business's transactions. That's business. But the people that are forming that business and allowing the process, whatever your exchange is, whatever value you're offering and getting money for in exchange, It's the people that make it very personal because people are personal, whether they're working for you or related to you, you are a person. And when we use this statement, it's business, not personal as a leader, we are in fact trying to just sidestep the emotional piece to either the awkward conversation because we're uncomfortable having an awkward conversation or the impact of what you're about to deliver. Because again, that creates an emotional response in somebody else. 
And you don't want to receive that. You don't want to feel that emotional impact or that emotional response. And here's what I get a lot of times. Hang on, need a drink. Here's what I get. When I talk to business leaders about this, people in family businesses, when I talk to them about using, because I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Say, well, I mean, my husband uses it all the time. It's business, not personal. And I disagree 100%. I think it's always personal because it impacts people. That's what makes it personal. And so when I challenge other family business leaders, this is what I get back. Well, what do you want me to be? All like hippie and lovey and not make any decisions and run the business into the ground? It's like there's this extreme, you either got to be like hard as a concrete brick wall where you emit no humanity. It's just function and you don't give or receive any humanity. Or it's like, then you got to be all into the emotional and letting the business run itself to the ground. There's this fear that being emotional in your business will relate to poor decision-making, a loss in money, and no control over the business, which I think is pure bullshit. I think these are stories people tell themselves because as leaders, they do not want to do the work it requires to be evolved and confident to have really awkward conversations or be delivering some really significant news that's going to impact your family member or your employee because you've had to make a business, a decision for the business. And so what we do is we brace ourselves. We've told ourselves the story that emotions don't belong or feelings don't belong in family businesses or business. And the thing with family that makes it even harder is that it is personal because you are connected through a shared history, which and a lineage and values and traditions and experiences. And you have all this different context that builds the relationship, whether you like the relationship or not, you have all these different parts that build this context to this person that if they weren't your family member, you would not have that full roundness, but to who that person is to you. So what ends up happening as a leader is we then, instead of choosing the harder route, and it also depends on how you've evolved as a human being. Again, you see how it's personal, how you've evolved as a human being, what emotional or mindset limits you struggle with or you have, whether they're you're aware of them or not, how you've responded to bad news in the past or awkward conversations in the past, how you manage conflict in your personal life and in other areas of your business. This stuff, if you haven't moved through and worked through some of this stuff, it will definitely show up as a leader in your business, especially your family business. And so what ends up happening is how we be in our personal life shows up in our business because although we like to think that we can compartmentalize who we are, we are all human and business is all about relationships. Relationships are complex. Family relationships are dynamic, complex, complicated. I can't even think of one word that describes them in their depth. 
And so when you add all of those things together, it is 100% personal. So as a leader, when you're getting ready to have awkward conversations or deliver bad news or provide feedback or correct somebody, any of those kinds of things, if you hear yourself saying, this is business, not personal, use that as your indicator that you yourself are trying to avoid or sidestep some sense of accountability for how you're going to deliver information and the impact that that might have. And so that's kind of one aspect. I mean, I could talk forever on this as a leader, but I also want to make good use of our time together on this episode. So the second part to that is when you receive that phrase. So now we're going to switch and we're going to talk as if we're receiving this news. So our leader in our business is coming to us and prefaces or has a conversation that has this phrase in it. This is strictly business. It's not personal. And as the receiver of that information, what does that tell you? Well, again, for me, if if somebody's coming to me and saying, this was strictly business, not personal, I feel like they don't see me or hear me or even know me, right? You feel like you don't matter because they are, that statement, sorry, I should talk like that statement, not that person. That statement minimizes the information that's about to be delivered or that has been delivered. And it doesn't take the time to acknowledge what is actually happening, which ends up making me, the receiver, feel like I'm being gaslit because I might be having all these wild feelings like being blindsided, feeling like an idiot, feeling like I messed up again or I'm not good enough. Like whenever we're receiving critical information, criticizing, criticizing, I don't like that word, criticizing information or feedback is a new word for it. Whenever we're receiving any kind of feedback or let's say we're being let go or anything like that, any dormant negative talk will start showing up. You will instantly be like, I'm not good enough. What did I do wrong? All that kind of stuff will already start being triggered for you. And then when you hear somebody say, this isn't personal, this is strictly business, it sounds like it should be consoling, but really what it does is is to me, it invalidates and it kind of gaslights me and invalidates what I might be feeling in that moment. And it doesn't allow for the conversation about what the feelings are. And so I challenge you as the business leader, if you're using these conversations and you're using this phrase to kind of like cover a conversation or to set the tone, I would change it up. You know, I spent the better part of 20 years as a social worker and in lots of education and trainings and learnings, professional development, and in actual practice about communication. One of the skill sets that I have learned that has come in so handy that is completely unrelated, but completely relatable as a social worker, I learned how to facilitate awkward conversations. And because of that, now when I, in my own family businesses over the years, when I've had to have serious, heavy conversations with family members about the business that they're working in, 
I'm not going to say I've handled them all delicately because I haven't. We've had, I've had some blow up and go wild because you cannot control how other people are going to react, right? That's not what I'm suggesting here. But what you can control as the leader in that particular area is you can control the tone, the warmth, and the culture with which you're setting so that your relationships and your team members and employees, however you, whatever you label them as, still understand that there's a human component and they feel humanized, not like robots, like they don't matter. And so one of the things that I do is I like to acknowledge right away. So let's say I'm talking with my daughter. She's messed up. It's something that I do need to talk to her about because it's costing the business money. Because of it, the business has lost some money. And the conversation for me goes something like this. Okay. I'll even call her honey. That's what I call my kids, honey. You know, I don't get this like professional, like cloak that I put on because they already respect me as their mother or as the leader in our family. And so when I have this conversation, it's like, look, this is going to be a bit of an awkward conversation for us. I want you to know that these are parts of family business, parts of business where we do have to work through some of the ick in order to get a desired result for everybody. And I kind of preset the scene and then I have the conversation. I go right into the conversation because typically if somebody's messed up, they know it, right? So they're anticipating some kind of comments or conversation. And so I like to preface the conversations. I like to give people a warning, a heads up. Not an eerie, like, oh, come see me tomorrow at three. But like, if something happens and I'm aware of it right away, I say, like, we're going to need to talk about this. Don't worry about it for now. But like tomorrow, we're going to unpack this. Providing an opportunity, because here's the thing. For me, I 100% believe that every human wants to do better, no matter what role they're in. Now, I know that sounds seems a little Pollyanna and a little rose-colored, you know, looking through life through rose colored lenses, but hear me out. I would rather err on the side of grace than judgment when it comes to that. I truly believe that everybody wants to do better. They just need the time and or opportunity to do so for the most part. I'm not saying again, little Pollyanna, I know, and it has bit me in the ass and that's okay. I'm willing to err on the side of grace than judgment when it comes to this with human development. And so giving people the opportunity, because if they've messed up or if they, they might be, you know, really aware of what's going on in the business and realize that there's some tough decisions or conversations that are coming. And so giving that, they might already know this. And so saying to them, Hey, this is something that we need to talk about. And then prefacing it with, this is going to be really awkward And it might mean that we might need some time apart in our family life, like for a moment or two. We might need a hot minute in the family setting now after we move through this, but always coming to a place of resolution, no matter what it is. Because if you just preface stuff with saying, this is business, not personal. This is what I'm saying to you. This is my decision. This is what I think people, family or not, are going to feel like they're dehumanized, that you don't care. 
And that will translate and transfer into your family relationships. It becomes part of how people perceive you. And remember, leadership is about how you're perceived, not what you say, because it's all about action and the culture and feelings you leave people with. And so that is kind of like a little bit of a deep dive into how I feel. And I respond to the phrase, this is strictly business, not personal. When it comes to navigating some awkward conversations in business and family business, because I 100% believe that we are all human first and relationships. If you nurture and care for the relationships as best you can with where you're at, that will be rewarded. And that's the leadership people will see and they will rise to that. So anyway, that's my little um, deep dive into the whole, it's business, not personal phrase. We are writing a book and I've spent a lot of time really in this headspace and really picking this apart. Just for full disclosure, we ourselves have been the target of nasty, hard family decisions where somebody else has told us it's strictly business, not personal. And a number of times with other kind of joint ventures with other family members And I can tell you that when those statements, like this is my, our own story now, when that statement is used, it's like a silencer. Okay. It silences. It shuts you down. I would never want that in my organization. I'm just going to leave that there. Anyway, if you have any feedback, comment, any of that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram email, any of that. Also, don't forget to sign up for our weekly bubble bath boardroom email. We send out emails once a week that are a little bit more of a deep dive into some of the stuff that's going on in our lives, what it's like to build family businesses, building an empire, you know, all that kind of stuff. Until next time, have a good rest of the day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. CEO. If you enjoyed the podcast, we would really love to hear from you. We would. And if if you, you didn't, well, too bad. Don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to sign up for our weekly email. Of uh, Bubble Bath Boardroom. He got it right, guys. This is like the fourth page. Um, you'll find all the links, everything you need in the show notes. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and share with a friend. <laughs>